Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast designed to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. For those of you new to the podcast, we are studying the Book of Mormon together this year as we strive to become more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most importantly, share it with someone else you think might benefit. New episodes come out multiple times each week, so don't forget to subscribe. And if you have comments about the show, feel free to email us at comefollowmetoday at outlook.com. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, today we're going to be in 1 Nephi chapter 8, working our way through Lehi's vision. This, for me, is one of the most important chapters of the Book of Mormon, because it portrays our journey to follow Christ and return to the presence of God, and how some people are successful with that and others are not. I think it's critical we understand this to ensure that we are able to continue to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today and each day. So let me set the stage here for this dream. Lehi awakes in the dream to find himself in a dark and dreary wilderness and encounters a man in white that beckons Lehi to follow him. Now, I'm not sure if this man is supposed to represent Christ or maybe the Holy Spirit, but I think either could work. Christ beckons us all to follow him through our own personal wilderness, and the Spirit guides us if we choose to follow. But after several hours of traveling, Lehi says, quote, And after I had traveled for the space of many hours in darkness, I began to pray unto the Lord that he would have mercy on me, according to the multitude of his tender mercies. So Lehi is having a hard time. He's feeling alone, isolated, confused, scared, unsure of what the future holds. And so he prays to God to help him find his way. Quote, and it came to pass, after I had prayed unto the Lord, I beheld a large and spacious field. And it came to pass that I beheld a tree whose fruit was desirable to make one happy. And it came to pass that I did go forth and partake of the fruit thereof. And I beheld that it was most sweet above all that I had ever before tasted. Yea, and I beheld that the fruit thereof was white to exceed all the whiteness that I had ever seen. And as I partook of the fruit thereof, it filled my soul with exceedingly great joy. End quote. I want to make sure we latch on to three points in Lehi's description here. One, the purpose of that fruit is to make us happy. Two, that it was sweeter than anything Lehi had ever experienced. And three, that it filled his soul with exceedingly great joy. Okay, so we all want some of that fruit, right? Nephi explains to us a couple chapters later, after he has his own vision about this with an angel, quote, And the angel said unto me, Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. And he spake unto me, saying, Yea, and the most joyous to the soul. End quote. So this tree that Lehi finds represents the love of God. And what's important to note here is that God can't force his love onto us. We have to want it. We have to walk to the tree, stretch out our hand to God, and eat of the fruit of his love. And that's not always an easy journey to make. But if we can do it, it's the sweetest experience we'll ever have and is the source of exceedingly great joy. So in order for the rest of Lehi's dream to really hit home for us, I want to pause here and have a moment of silence together with you and have each of us remember an experience that we've had in our own lives 
where we've partaken of the fruit of this tree and felt God's love for us so strongly that it filled our soul with exceedingly great joy, sweeter than any other experience we've had. Let's all take a minute to remember together, and then we'll keep going. I'm still here, so don't hit stop on this episode during our moment of silence. Okay, so if you're pondering this and thinking that you can't remember a time that you felt like this, that's okay. You're not alone. We're going to talk more about that in part three of this episode in a few days. But for now, I'd like to share the experience with you that's in my mind right now. I chose to serve a mission when I was 26 years old. I went down to Mendoza, Argentina for two years. It had been about 18 months since I had made the decision to be baptized. And serving a mission was something I felt strongly that I needed to do for myself and hopefully to help others. Actually, my bishop at the time told me not to worry about a mission and to just find a great girl and get married. Well, I tried that and she broke my heart. Again, don't worry, we got married eventually. But I figured I might as well go serve the Lord in the meantime. I struggled on my mission. Throughout my life, I never felt like I really fit in anywhere. I never had a lot of friends, I wasn't very good socially, and this resulted in some pretty big issues with self-confidence for me. Well, I'd gotten over a lot of that by the time I was 26. I graduated from college years earlier, I was running a small business, learning to be confident with myself, but then to throw myself into a completely different world, filled with 19-year-old young men who refused to clean their apartments and forced me to play soccer on our days off instead of letting me rest my weary old 26-year-old bones. Well, it was hard. I felt like I didn't fit in again. I often felt alone, isolated. I loved missionary work, but would get frustrated with myself for not being more successful at it. There was always a pull in the back of my mind to just throw in the towel and quit. I wouldn't even go home. I would just disappear and go back to the Patagonia Mountains nearby that I had fallen in love with during the years before my mission. So one day I found myself at a missionary zone conference lost in my own thoughts, my constant internal battle about what I was doing there, why I was doing it, whether this was really what God wanted me to do, whether he was really aware of what I was going through. And a group of missionaries was performing a musical number at that conference. And as I listened, I heard, Heavenly Father, are you really there? And do you hear and answer every child's prayer? Some say that heaven is far away, but I feel it closer around me as I pray. Pray he is there. Speak he is listening. You are his child. His love does surround you. At that moment, heaven came crashing down around me. I felt surrounded by God's presence. I knew he was there with me. I felt his love for me. I knew he was in this mission together with me. I knew that he would always be with me and that I was exactly where he wanted me to be. In that moment for me, 
And I know in the moments that you all have in your minds of when you partook of the fruit of the tree Lehi describes, there was no force on earth that could have pulled us away from our faith at that moment. Nothing that could make us walk away from that tree. The feeling and experience was just too amazing. But this is what's so alarming to me about Lehi's vision, because he saw many people make it to the tree of life, partake of the fruit just like you and me did, have that experience, and then they walked away. We have to figure this out. We have to understand how could they have left, because I feel like we're all at risk of that. I've seen some of the most kind, loving, compassionate, faithful disciples of Christ just walk away. Why? What makes us different than them? What makes us think we're protected from that happening to us? In our next episode, we're going to pick up here and continue this discussion to make sure we know what we need to do to ensure that we're always living in God's presence and following our Savior. Our eternal salvation, our happiness, and our relationship with God depends on it. Thanks for joining me today, and we'll see you next time to continue this conversation.